We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. I just like the sound. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Veterans Minimum. I'm your host, Nick Deus, at The Lamb Show. At Veterans Minimum is where you can find the show everywhere. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, fucking Patreon. Shout out to Blue Wire. I'm currently sitting at my uh, future my future agent's crib right now. I think you'll, you guys will probably hear his voice. I mean, you'll hear his voice in a couple of seconds, but this won't be the... This is the first time he's on, but it won't be the last. Zach, my guy, Zach Lotto. Zach, what's good, baby? Pleasure, bro. Thanks for having me on. I really appreciate the platform, man. Zach is uh, popping his podcast, Cherry. We've kind of been shooting this shit for about, like, two, three hours now. Uh, currently, it's halftime. Just started in the Seahawks-Packers game. Um... Zach is my kind of guy. I know Zach for... Yo, how long do I know you? We've been pen pals for a minute. We've been Twitter friends for a long time. Probably, what, 12, 13, 14 years? Yeah, yo, so... A long time. It, it's funny, man, because I recently just connected with Nick Zav. And Zav! Yeah, I connected with Nick Zav. Um, and, like, guys, Zach went to school with some of my buddies and shit. And he's, like, sort of from Astoria, but not. But, like, he's just, like... It's just a name that you always like heard and whatnot. A chameleon. Yeah, yeah. So it's like 
Zach and I, I guess, have been friends through mutual friends for mad long. But, like, on social media, dude, social media is fucking out of control. And we were talking about some of that stuff. Like, the power of social media has just completely changed the game. <sighs> Bonkers, man. Bonkers. It's it's created an entire multi-billion dollar industry, which basically gives anyone and everyone a platform. And in a way, it's good. In a way, it's bad. Like, look at the opportunities it's afforded you. Yeah. Right? Yeah, dude. It's uh, so, so, Zach and I, like you said, uh, pen pals, we were Twitter friends for mad long. And then, um, funny story, I used to tell my friends, I'm like, yo, Zach is probably mad dope to chill with. And, like, it was always just weird. Like, yo, it's it's kind of weird to just go up to another dude and be like, yo, man, you're probably <laughs> a good time. You want to hang out? <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, we would always tweet back and forth. We'd, re we'd retweet each other's stuff, like each other's stuff. And then uh, I forget what, what linked this up. What, what it was, was it, football? football, bro. We yeah. played football on Sundays. The football league. I mean, I posted a video making that one hand reception. Yeah, you slid like in. Odell, and yeah. I was like, "Yo, bro, you play football on Sundays? Do you want to play football?" It was like, "We got this league. We're, we're looking for bodies and whatnot." They're like, "Yeah, fuck it, let's do it." It was uh, what was it? It was my first year of law school, and you slid in like what four years ago, three years ago, and you go to me, uh, "Bro, you interested in playing football on Sundays?" And I was like, "Yeah, you know what? I could use the exercise. I could use the exercise." So. Yeah, Zach helped us uh, win a championship, so forever going to be a MFA OG for That's that it. one. That's it. But, uh, yeah, man. Dude, yeah. I mean, social media is the way mm -hmm. we connected. Um, but also, you know, the craziest thing about it is uh, I think the majority of our tweets used to be because you're uh, – what's your favorite team, man? Dallas Cowboys, baby. <laughs> Everyone's probably like, yo, how the fuck are them two sitting together? Uh, yo, you guys just hired a new coach. Yeah. Um, Long yeah. overdue, no? Long overdue. Long overdue. Listen, Jason Garrett was afforded a lot of a lot of rope by Jerry, and uh, it's about time. I think we needed to change the organization, needed a, a Super Bowl winning coach in there, and I think we made the right decision, man. Mike McCarthy, he's he's got a Super Bowl under his belt, and everyone else is going to say, listen, Aaron Rodgers, uh, he had Aaron Rodgers as quarterback, and he still couldn't win, but he won one. Mm-hmm. And one of my friends goes to me, bro, he's only won one with Aaron Rodgers. And I go, that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard in my entire life. Pete Carroll, won Super Bowl, Russell Wilson. Sean Payton, won Super Bowl with Drew Brees. Like, they don't grow on trees. Bill Belichick has distorted everyone's perception of what a, good, what a great coach is. And uh, I'm happy with Mike McCarthy. He's bringing in... He's bringing in an absolute unit. Jim Tom Sula coming in as defensive line coach. <laughs> Mike Nolan as the defensive coordinator. We've got, uh, I forget his name, the Rams uh, um, special teams uh, coordinator. I'm happy with it. And I think if you take a year off from something, it allows you to see everything from a 30,000 feet um, perspective. Yeah. yeah. And I think he's, he's retooled his perception. He's retooled the way he's going about things. Finally, what he's done is he brought, he brought a 14-person um, analytics team to the Dallas Cowboys. Jason Garrett never evaluated analytics. That's why for the Cowboys the longest time, we couldn't adjust in halftime. We couldn't make certain changes we needed to make to win the game. I think Mike McCarthy's going to do that. I think Mike McCarthy's uh, he's, he's going to – we're going to yeah. be beating the Giants for a long time. Yeah, I mean, shit, you guys have beaten us, I think, like three straight years. Uh, yo, the Giants have been – we were talking about it before. I kind of quizzed Zach. I was like, yo, who do you think has lost the most games in the NFL since 2017? And what'd you say? You said the, the, the Dolphins, Dolphins, the Jets, yeah. the there was another one you said. Um Oh, you were like maybe the Browns, and I was like, Nope, the New York football giants. And I know that's uh 
music to your ears. Mm. Where where do they rank as far as teams that you hate in the division? Number one. Yeah, they're number one. Yeah, really above the Eagles. Okay, 100%. so that's that's interesting because for me, it's the Eagles. Yeah, and the reason why is because they've done more damage to me as far as like playoff losses. As far as I hate fucking going up to Philly and playing in there mm-hmm. because it's always like, first of all, the Giants always play the Eagles on like Sunday night football. And then it's one of those games where Eli Manning has four interceptions, uh, three forced fumbles, and it's 31 0, 42 to 10. It was the night Victor Cruz got hurt that ultimately ended his career. Don't- don't get me wrong. I hate the Eagles. Like, let me paint the canvas for your listeners real quick. I'm such a sick Cowboys fan that I missed my little cousin's baptism to go to the to go to Philly for a Cowboys game. I went to, I went to Philly twice. The first time I went with my dad. So we had decent seats. They weren't nosebleed seats, so the people around us weren't like degenerates, except for the guy who was sitting behind me, some skinhead. He was like six foot four. Um, someone on the Eagles, I forget who it was, sacked Romo, and she goes, I hope you break his leg. And I just stood up. I turned around. I looked at her. I go, come on, some sportsmanship, please. That'd, I'd appreciate that. <laughs> I sit back down. Her skinhead KKK member boyfriend taps, <laughs> taps me on the shoulder, and he goes, get up and look at my girlfriend like that again. I'll punch you in your face. Now, um... What do I say to that? The guy's six foot five. I sit back down. My dad looks at me and he goes, just don't say anything. Just don't say anything. I was like, all right, whatever. You say so. I'm just going to sit back down. I hate Philly. I really do hate Philly. But the Giants have caused me a lot of stress growing up as a kid. They remember that Super Bowl where they won. They beat us. They, they, the Eli Manning's face and just grimacing on the sidelines, even though they're beating us, it just his face just... It's caused me so many tears growing up as a kid that I'll never get over that hate for the Giants, bro. You know, so that's a, that's where I think the difference is. Like, I, I don't think the, the Cowboys have beaten the Giants in the playoffs as long as we've been fans. No. Right? We beat you in, in 2007. <laughs> yeah. And then ultimately the, the 2011 Super Bowl run, it was essentially a playoff game because that was. week 17 was, you know, the winner of that game made the playoffs, won the mm-hmm. division. And... But it's like the Eagles, it's just like, you know, the Giants are having a good season. It's the Deshaun Jackson punt, Oof. right? It's the it's the Victor Cruz tears his patella, and then you have that fucked up radio announcers like, yeah, but he won't be dancing anymore, haha. And it's like, yeah. dude, you know, like this guy's career just got like altered, you know? And you know what's crazy, bro? Uh, I was all in on the Eagles this year. Like, I bet them to win the Super Bowl. I bet them to win the NFC. Lore. I bet Carson Wentz on Disgusting. It was, it was. You should be ashamed of yourself. Was, Get up and look at the mirror behind it, you, bro. You yeah, I don't even know, guys. I don't even know who I am anymore. It was, it was very embarrassing. But I was like all over the Eagles. I thought their team was fantastic. As Devontae Adams just continues to cook. Is he going to score here? He's in. Wow, love it, baby, love it. If you guys don't hear this episode, it means that the Packers didn't cover the four points. <laughs> so at the moment, we're lo- we're looking all right. We're looking all right. But yeah, man, I think like. The Redskins are a while. Like, I don't dislike the Redskins. Uh, they don't beat anyone. So they don't, really yeah, they me. don't. Yeah. Every, the Josh, Washington racial slurs. Yeah. Josh and I, uh, one, of, one of my best friends, Josh, he's um, he's a big Redskin fan. And we always say, like, yo, bro, we should go to D.C. this year. I've been there. 
Yeah, we went. I went for Browns, Browns, Redskins. Remember the year that RG3 was the quarterback for the Browns? And yeah. then he got hurt like week one. Well, mm-hmm. week three or four, they played the Redskins. So that was supposed to be the RG3 returns back to DC thing. Anyway, every time we want to play, every mm-hmm. time we want to play, it's like the Giants are three and 10 as of late, or Washington's one and nine. And Josh is like, I'm not going to go all pay money for those idiots because yo me if the giants go like one in five i'm like yo it's a wrap like yeah. please just lose out yeah. you know now they have the fourth pick not gonna be able to get chase young who shit you saw what nick bosa did this weekend fucking dominating what he's been doing and it's, it's like game changer they're yeah. saying that he's better than both of them like yeah. both the bosa so that's crazy i couldn't be happier that did not but, get uh him. yeah of course but i want to face that guy twice a year well you, might, you gotta deal with saquon if he's gonna be a skin though yeah yeah, that's true. He's probably going to go to Washington at two, especially with Ron Rivera being there now. But, yo, going back to, like, the Cowboys, I don't know, man. They just never, they never, like, broke my heart the way Philly did. You know what I'm saying? Like, Philly's, like, there was the year, the year that Plax shot himself. I met him in Vegas, but yeah. Yeah? Yeah. How'd that go? He basically walked right by me, and then he went to go sit down, and I walk up to him. I'm like, yo, Plax, go, Plax go Bears. He goes, you know it. And I dapped him up. His hands are huge. He's a big dude, bro. If I ever saw him, I'd probably start crying. He's a big dude. I'd be like, yo, uh, Manning loves it, Paris, touchdown, like Joe Buck. And then, yo, I, dude, I've never been – so I, I'm a – everyone knows this, but I'm a Giants, Mets, Rangers, and Knicks fan. So the only championships I've seen are the two Giants ones. But, dude, I never mm. was so certain in my life. I'm like, yo, they're going to go back-to-back, son. In 08, yeah. they were 11-1. and yeah. They had beat Pittsburgh. They beat Arizona on the road. Mind you, that ended up being the Super Bowl that year, the fucking San Antonio Holmes catch. And I'm like, yo, they're going to the bowl. And then this motherfucker shoots himself, and then it just spiraled out of control. Because the way the Giants were built was like they really needed Plex to be out there, right? And then, you know, Steve Smith. You remember Steve Smith? Of course. The one on the Giants. Yeah. He ended up moving to the outside. And like, 99 yo, that cent guy's store a- Steve Smith. What's up? 99 cent store Steve Smith. What do you mean? The 99 cent store. There's only one Steve Smith. And he was the, you know. Oh, uh, okay. I got you. I got you. So they they wanted, they were like all Brandon Jacobs, uh, ground and pound and shit. And, and then Burris gets hurt. And then, you know, they lose to Philly that year as the one seed. You know, shit. The, the Giants have never had a bye in, in, in my life besides that year. So, man, Philly's just been like a place of horrors. It's just a team that. If there's a team that I should hate, it's the Packers. Yeah, it's the Packers. They've robbed us of. They robbed Romo of his Super Bowl back in what the fourteen. The, the yeah. Dez did he catch it? He. They asked Mike McCarthy that. They go, did the Dez catch it? And he goes, technically he didn't, but now because Jerry Jones got the rule changed, he did. Mm. I was in Canada for that game, and I was I was crying in a bar because he caught that man. He caught that, and you wouldn't let me live that down on Twitter. You kept sending me that Des meme over and over and over. You're lucky <laughs> did, we're still friends, bro. I did. You're lucky. You're lucky. Yo, as someone that had, uh, I mean, the, the the Packers ended up losing that year to the Seahawks. Seahawks. They lost to the Seahawks, yeah. Man. And we would have beat and the yo, Seahawks. And yo, you know what's crazy, dude? Now that you mentioned McCarthy only has one, I've I've been talking about this for the longest time. Rodgers has three straight losses in mm-hmm. the playoffs where he didn't touch the ball in overtime. Mm-hmm. And it's like, 
I do you like the overtime rule in the NFL? No, it should be changed. Each side should get the ball. I'm I'm with you on that. I'm, that's it's it's an atrocity. Like, what do you mean these people, have, these players have played all year long for this opportunity, and you're going to rob them of that in an overtime? We're basically we're trying to figure out who's the best team. Give both sides the opportunity to score a touchdown. Give both sides the ball. If it was up to me, I'd do a full quarter. Wow. Yeah, I do a full extra quarter do, of football. Do you do you follow college football? Yeah. You're familiar with their overtime. I like them. I like the rules. I like the rules. I I mean, I'm not going to tell you them to the T. No, but like the fact that they, they start you from the 25. Yeah. And what they do is each team gets a possession. And then after, if you score, so say it's like, you know, your team gets the ball, my team gets the ball. We both score touchdowns, yeah. right? Then uh, second possession, we both score touchdowns. Well, the third possession, mm-hmm. you got to go for two. Yeah, I like that. And it's like you start from the 25. Now, maybe in the NFL, you maybe you start from the 35. I, like I think that. that'd be dope. But I also, I, I agree with you. I think I think that it's a joke that, you know, just because you win the coin toss. Like, like well, Kirk Cousins. Literally, it's the coin toss. Kirk, Kirk Cousins and the Vikings, right? Yeah. Dude, I I made financial investments, um, a.k.a. being a piece of shit at the sports book on the Saints to play the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. And I'm watching this Niners-Vikings game, and I guess we could start getting into this, like, you know, a little bit of a weekend recap in the division round. And I'm watching that game. I'm at the bar. Um, and I'm sick to my stomach. I bet the Niners minus seven. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, how the hell did this team beat the Saints? Yeah. Like, why did we get robbed of... I mean, this game right now that we're watching Seattle Packers at the time right now, it's, it's 28-10 Green Bay. It should have been Saints-Packers, right? Like, we got robbed of that. And I just couldn't believe, like, dude, even the touchdown that Diggs scored, the corner fell down. You know what I'm saying? Like, it was just just such a sloppy game, and uh, I just couldn't believe it, man. Even last year, we got robbed of a good Super Bowl. The Saints should have been in the Super Bowl, man. Yeah, I mean, that call really changed. But, yo, you know what? I, 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 don't, I don't feel bad for Saints fans. Am I crazy for that? Uh, I mean, they've been New Orleans has been through a lot, man. But but New yo, Orleans. in that game in particular, I get it. The the no pi, obviously, as someone that had the Rams plus three and a half, I didn't think that was a pass interference. But the non degenerate side of me was mm-hmm. clearly pass interference. But mm-hmm. yo, let's not forget the the Saints blew a ten point lead in yeah. the Superdome, yeah, and they got the ball first in overtime, yeah, you know, and breeze through the interception. So like, I get it. You're you're upset because of the no call, and that really changed everything. And I was such a big fan of the challenging pass interference, but it's gotten so like it was, it, it had like an eight percent overturn rate. This I like year. that though. I like the whole point they implemented the rule. The rule is basically it needs to be egregious in order for them to turn it over. It needs to be a blatant molestation on the field where it's a game change in play. Listen, if it's pass interference and it's obvious that it's pass interference, but it's the first quarter and it's not really going to change the outcome of the game, I'm all for them not calling it and slowing the game down. What it does is basically deters coaches from throwing the throwing the flag to challenge BS pass interference calls. You know what I mean? It needs to be like the circumstances need to be playoffs, Seasons on the line, <clears throat> pass interference is completely obvious, and it needs to be something like the Saints. And I'm all for that, man. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talks. Here comes the money. Ladies and gentlemen, legends of all ages, ever seen an untucked button down? They look bad. Why? Because they weren't meant to be worn that way. 
Thankfully, there's Untuck It, the original button-down shirt actually designed to be worn untucked. No matter your size or shape, Untuck It shirts always fall at the perfect untuck length. I used to never be a fan of having my button-downs untucked, guys, because that shit would look nasty, right? It'd be too bulky or super long, and it would make me look very chunky. But Untuck It is dope because they have sleek designs. These shirts are actually nicely fitting my fantastic hairy frame and their website is so easy to use they even have a whole page devoted to helping you find your fit and your swagger so whether you're shopping for the perfect gift or just trying to craft a smart relaxed style of your own untuck it is the way to go visit untuckit.com and use code blue for 20 percent off at checkout that is u-n-t-u-c-k-i-t.com and promo code BLUE for 20% off. You don't, you rather, you want them to turn, uh, to overturn the play call on the field more often? No, I just think that a lot of times, like when it's a, first of all, it's a judgment call, right? Like there's no, it's, you might be, how many times are you watching a game with your boys or, or at a bar? Or like, you know, like you say, you go to games with your pops and you're like, yeah. yeah, I didn't think that was a flag. And then your dad might be like, well, you know what? It was a flag. Or like the other way around, you know? Yeah. It's it's a judgment call where it's not like. Well, the refs need to be full-time refs. I mean, that's that's issue number yeah, one, like, which I don't know if a lot of people do know that, that they're, they're part-timers. Yeah. And that's these that's, guys are like attorneys, yeah. uh, math professors, and yeah, they're yeah. refing games on the side. Like you get pay them more and make this a full time job. Just like coaches spend endless hours analyzing film, make these refs uh, have the courage of their convictions and get the play call correct on the field. Like enough, some of these guys are just not fit to be refs. You know, hold them accountable, penalize them. If you make a bl- bad play call, penalize them. Yeah, they're penalized because they can't ref in the playoffs and stuff like that. But hit them where it hurts, their pockets. pockets. If, if Yeah, that's always how you can get people to change, man. You hit them where it hurts, and that's usually the wallet and the pockets. But, dude, how you how you feeling about the Niners? They're good. You think they're the team to beat in the NFC? Yeah, the Niners are good. Jimmy G, I didn't believe in him until they absolutely mopped the floor with the Vikings yesterday. Yeah. Yeah, even the interception that he threw, that was just a hell of a play by Kendricks. But, yo, you know, like, their their defense really is... Play uh, calling, defense, coaching, their discipline. That's They're a good football team all around, through and through. And that's those kind of teams make the Super Bowl. Yo, isn't it weird how, like, year to year shit changes so much in the NFL? Like, Kyle Shanahan now is being talked up the way McVay was last year. Yeah. And to think... It's copycat league, man. And to think... Washington had Matt LaFleur, who is coaching in this game that we're watching right now for the Packers, Sean McVay, and Kyle Shanahan in the same building, same staff with Jay Gruden. You want to talk about what you had, an embarrassment of riches? Look at the Dolphins, dude. Adam Gase. Oh, yeah. Ryan Tannehill, Kenyon Drake, Devontae Parker. Jarvis. Jarvis. Yeah. Unbelievable. And now he's coaching Jets. I don't see him lasting longer than than this year. I mean, yo, it's everyone that leaves him does better. <laughs> yeah, yeah. In a way, I shouldn't want. I don't want the Packers to win one because I'm. I hate the Packers because they've broken my heart. But two, if the Packers win the Super Bowl with a team that Mike McCarthy had, doesn't look good on my coach. Yeah, doesn't look good on my coach. But he's taking the year off. 
He's ta- he's he's analyzed everything he's done wrong, everything he could have done. But sometimes you just need a change of scenery. And I don't think Mike McCarthy's teams were as talented. Yeah, he had Aaron Rodgers, but they weren't the Dallas Cowboys that we have right now. Like if we could retain Amari Cooper, keep Randall Cobb, Zeke's locked up. We could lock up. Uh, I don't know how you feel about uh, Dak, but well, I, I should ask you how you feel about Dak. Because I gotta, I gotta be honest, man. From from talking That's to some quarterback, from talking to some cowboy fans, uh, I get a lot of different responses. It's one mm-hmm. of those things where you ask ten people, you might get ten different answers. Yeah, it's not that crazy, but it is like a. a He's a winner. Yeah, he is a winner. Um, he does have the talent around him. Now the issue is that now it's time for him to get paid, and that's usually like, dude, you look at, you look at the playoffs, right? You had Lamar Jackson as a bye week. Still on a rookie contract. Pat Mahomes, still on a rookie contract. Mm-hmm. You have these guys that are not making... Deshaun Watson, I can't believe I forgot about him, not making much. Ryan Tannehill got like a one-year $10 million deal kind of thing. What Jacoby Brissett get, 33? Yeah, over two years, yeah. so like $15 million, Roughly like low-end starter money. Mm-hmm. Um, I think... Lock it with the touchdown. Yeah, hopefully our DraftKings lineups are doing well. The biggest luxury in all of pro sports is not paying your quarterback. Like, finding a Pat Mahomes and being able to get Sammy Watkins, being able to get Frank Clark, Tyron Mm -hmm. Matthew. Uh, You can extend Travis Kelsey. You get all these guys because you're not paying Pat Mahomes. Like, he's a blank blank checker. Like, there's not many athletes where it's like, if you're the owner, you're just like, yo, fam, here. Here's here's the checkbook. Yeah. Whatever you want to put on that, I'm good. You were saying it before. He's the Steph Curry of the NFL. Yeah. Yeah. And, and like, dude, I've been saying this, man. I've been saying this since, like, halfway through his season last year. Where, first of all, he makes the throws that – the wild throw, right? He – his pregame rituals are an event now. Like, people go to Chiefs games – whether they play at home or on the road, to go and watch him warm up because he does that thing where he throws the ball like 80 yards and throws it into the stands and shit. And the same shit with Steph Curry. And today I actually heard Nate Burleson say that, yo, they're the the Chiefs are the Golden State Warriors of basketball. Like They're kind of comparable too because Steph Curry's pops is, a, is an athlete. Yeah, Pat Mahomes. His dad was a baseball player. They're, they're playing a position that, you know, they're kind of, changing that position like yeah. now the point guard like gotta chuck up mad threes and be like an efficient three-point yeah. shooter that's just the game now and like pat mahomes you need to be a mobile quarterback you need to have the strong arm you need to be able to make plays out of the pocket and that's what you see with pat mahomes but also just like dude the chiefs were down 24 nothing i told you i was taking a nap i looked i look at the score i think it was like 21 7 was it twenty four nothing or twenty one seven? It was it was twenty four nothing. So I was taking a nap. I look uh, I look at my TV right here, and I'm like, oh my god, uh, another loss. Obviously, uh, sports book. And uh, oh yeah, but look, we need to explain that Zach, big time degen. Legally, yeah, yeah, of course, of course, We're, without a doubt, yeah, of course. We don't we don't have those issues no more. And. Uh, I was like, not again. And obviously, the Chiefs scored three touchdowns in like a minute and a half or two minutes, whatever it was. Yeah, I in-gamed them. Unbelievable. I bet them when they were down 21 nothing. Shout out to my guy, Rick, living in, in Jersey. So in Jersey, you could do the mobile app, and you could bet it like live, like the, yeah. the location settings and shit. Mm-hmm. So I was like, dude, 
how much are they right now money line mind you they were a 10 point favorite yep. so you're really looking at like you're getting a significant value on them right now and also like i hate to be a you know watch the games guy but if you're watching that game like kelsey dropped the first down and then they punt and then they go down and score mahomes had a nearly flawless game yeah even they were down 20 they had a block and, yeah they had a block punt yeah. that got housed and then like Denard Robinson or Demarcus Robinson, who I think is trash. He this guy had like four drop passes. He drops a crossing route that would have went for like fifty yards, but he drops it, and then they go down and score. So before you know it, it's twenty four nothing. But I'm like, yo, this team could like that Raider game earlier this year. I was playing Pat Mahomes in fantasy, and he had one point three points after the first quarter. I'm like, oh, lock, lock. I'm, yo, the dude had thirty one points at halftime. Yeah. And before you, and that's the same shit that happened here. It was mm-hmm. deja vu, same exact thing, but it was on a bigger stage, better opponent, and it was just crazy, man. And Kelsey had like a hell of a day, and he kind of looked off. like he was having a with a hurt hammy. Yeah, yeah. And he came into the game questionable too, dude. I gave I gave the Chiefs. I have a lot, a lot of uh, a lot riding on the Chiefs to win the Super Bowl this year. Like from the preseason, double down on them. Prior to the Pats game, because I, I I love I love finding value and finding good spots. Mm-hmm. And like the Chiefs prior to that Pats game were twelve to one, and I was like, yo, you know, if they beat the Pats on that on that Sunday, they're gonna their odds are gonna drop to like seven to one, and that's exactly what happened. I think the NFL deserves to see the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. Like I, I would love to see the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. I don't want no, I don't want the Titans in the Super Bowl. I, just, I don't want to see the ground and pound them giving the other team two possessions in a quarter or a half. Get the out Tannehill of, combined. Get out of here! I don't want to see Derrick Henry run for 150 yards and over. And like, yeah, it's exciting, but it's not Pat Mahomes exciting. I want to Tyree Kill, Travis Kelsey. It's I, I, I'd like to see the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. We'll get for you. We'll get we'll get for, we'll get to the Titans in a second, but staying with the Chiefs. So much firepower, like you mentioned. I really, uh, I was hoping that they would unleash Hardman, Miko Hardman, the yeah, rookie. Yeah. Just because, like, you know, he kind of changed the game for them where he had that long ass kickoff return. Like, the dude was a, mm-hmm. a Pro Bowl. I think he made the All Pro team as a returner in the AFC. No, he was a Pro Bowler in the AFC as a returner. But it's like, yo, that, that team is so, like, it's an embarrassment I, of riches. I feel like they go into drafts and they're like, yo, who runs a 4 3? Yeah. Just get them. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Similar to like the Warriors, they were building their teams all these years. Like, yo, who's versatile? They lose Kareem Hunt and they get better. They're a better team this year than they were last yeah. year with Kareem Hunt. It just doesn't make any sense. And, and their defense is playing a lot better. Spags, you know, Spags, he's as someone that has seen him win a Super Bowl and he's been good with the Giants. A lot of blitzes, a lot yeah. of crazy schemes. Like, you know, Romo he, was talking about it before. He doesn't get enough credit, dude, for being a game changer. Like, he created the NASCAR package mm-hmm. where he was like, yo, we're just going to get four defensive ends out all at once. Yeah. Like, fuck this 350-pound defensive tackle on third and eight where they're not going to run the ball. Let's just take them off the field, and we're going to throw you Tuck, Pierre, Paul, Tollefson, and, like, Yuminyora, right? Yeah. Or even the first go-round, it was like, Tollefson, Strahan, OC, and Tuck. It was a nasty defensive line. Yeah, dude, that's why they won the Super Bowl. Like, if you could just say that one more time that it wasn't because of Eli Manning. No, it wasn't because of Eli Manning. It was the defensive line. But Eli Manning made the plays when he was supposed to to win it. But like, you can't you can't give a Super Bowl MVP to the entire defensive line. No, 
In the second Super Bowl. So here's the thing. The first Super Bowl run, it was the defense. Mm-hmm. The second Super Bowl, it was Eli. Eight touchdowns, one interception. Yeah. I think his best game ever, and we did a player profile, which I'll get you on one day. It's called, it kind of break down players' careers. We did one on Eli Manning. I'm my buddy Anthony Beers on. He's a big Giant fan. Do one with you about Romo. The love of my life. I think Romo, like... We've robbed him, but we'll save that. Allen and I are working on this piece, uh, doing the 25 greatest quarterbacks of the 2000s. And we've kind of done like a criteria where, you know, if you haven't played in the league for five years, we're not including you in this. So just because like, it'll be too difficult to analyze Lamar Jackson, Sean Watson, Carson Wentz, you know? So we're kind of getting rid of those guys. And man, I have Romo like high. high. Very high, dude. I was always a Romo guy. I love him, man. I, I thought he was a Band-Aid for that team for so long. Severely disrespected. The incompetence of Scott Lenahan, Jason Garrett, he masked everything. He would come to the line and change. Hey, yo, how many times would you guys sign, like, cast-offs and, like, assholes? Are and- you kidding me? Sam Hurd, he had Patrick Creighton he was throwing to. Allen Robinson. He was carried the team. Carried Not the Allen Robinson guys that played on, like the good Allen Robinson. No, now, Allen, like we're talking Jackson, about jo- uh, Jaguars. Allen yeah, Robinson. yeah. No names. Free agents signing in the middle of the year, week nine. Yeah, signing them. Remember when like Joseph Randall? Into, Joseph, Joseph Randall was a thing. Stealing underwear, man, and this guy <laughs> would put the team on his back and go make us eight and eight when the team should have been two and fourteen. Yeah. And everyone would say, oh, Romo's an eight and eight. Stephen A. Smith would sit up there and say, Romo's a choke artist. Are you kidding me? He had the most game-winning drives in the NFL. Oh, At the man. time when he was playing, I've, he's the team. The defense would give up fifty-five points to the to the Denver Broncos. Yo, I remember Peyton that. Manning. I remember that. Yeah, and and he would come out and throw forty-two points or whatever it was. And stop, dude! I'm getting upset now. I'm in my feelings. We robbed Rome over Super Bowl. He should have had one. The refs robbed him in Green Bay. He should have won that year in 2014. Yeah, we would have went up to Seattle. We would have beat them because we did. Earlier that year. Yeah, that's what, that was the, the Terrence year. Williams, yeah. the toe tap. Yep, yep. Wow. Went into Seattle and beat them, and that's one of my favorite games of all time. Yeah, we that was that I was think like you guys were like an eight-point underdog, too. Yeah. You Because that was the good. That was like the LOB Seattle. Yeah. Man, you know. How do you feel? How do you feel about Watson, bro? Are you a Watson guy? I had him on a fantasy team. Yeah, me too. He was I like a fantasy him. quarterback. I, I think he's. Um, he's I feel like really he's being good. held back by his coach. Hundred percent. They got to get rid of Bill O'Brien. Yeah. yeah. And today look he what made he did a, today. He made a very rough call when they're up twenty-one nothing. Yeah. And it's fourth and one, and they're going for it, and then something happened. They didn't have the right package out there or whatnot, and they call a timeout, and then they end up kicking a field goal, and it just felt like, man. You know, and obviously hindsight is twenty twenty, but at that time, it just felt like the right time to go for it there. You know, you had the momentum. Mm-hmm. You know, you pick up first down. If you put up 28 Are you kidding? As, a poise, as opposed to 24, that's a completely different game, yeah. you know? And what are you going to do? You're going to punt and give it back to Pat Mahomes? You got to try to – you play to win the game. Yeah. You play to win the game, and I think that it's not – it was a tough call. I would have made the same call. I would have made the same call, but I think Deshaun Watson's got what it takes – He's got he's got the weapons. He's putting up the points. The defense gave up fifty something points today. Yeah. Not Deshaun Watson. Yeah. What's trash is like, and you saw it today too, especially early on. Yo, Will Fuller is so important to that team, mm-hmm. and that dude is like never healthy, man. No. no. I got he he bent good. me over nicely, uh, week sixteen this year, dude. I had Will Fuller and Deshaun Watson, and that was the Tampa Bay game. Oh. Where, yeah. where Fuller. 
went off. No, dude, Fuller pulled a hamstring. Like, he catches a pass and then pulls a hamstring. It was that Saturday game, week 16. But the week before he went off, there was a week, I think, later in the season where he absolutely exploded for, like, three touchdowns. That, no, that was uh, the Atlanta game. Yeah. That was early on. That was, like, he had, like, 14 for 232 and three touchdowns. Yeah. That was, like, week five, six. But it's just that he's so important to that team, man. And you saw D-Hop got a little hobbled. And J.J. Watt was clearly not the same. Pa- Yo, Pamela Holmes is a mobile fuck. That guy, yo, he had like over 50 yards rushing and he was just creating so much. They were my Super Bowl pick because we're we're such a society, man, that we live in the now. Mm -hmm. And like, yo, the way everyone was hyping up the Ravens this year was the same way we felt about Pat Mahomes last year. Yeah. Like, yo, Lamar Jackson was what we thought about Pat Mahomes last year. A revolutionary quarterback, changing the game. Oh, my God, this offense is so fun to watch. And then you see what happened to the Ravens yesterday I at the time that we're recording. You, you were saying it before the podcast that they they haven't played since week, week 16. I, I thought that was very important in, yeah. the, in the handicapping of it, man. And, yo, another thing, I should have stuck to my guns. I went out and I said Chiefs Titans AFC Titan uh, AFC title game. I said it when the playoffs started. Everyone's like, "Yo, you're crazy, bro. That's a hot take. That's a hot take." I'm like, "Dude, it's not the same Titans you're thinking about. Yeah. Like this, this is the third best team in the AFC since Tannehill came in. They're good. Their offense has changed. Derrick Henry is just like a man on a mission, right? And that team is just good. They're a good team. They slayed Goliath, who was the Patriots, the team that's been running rough shot. Could you everyone. imagine they go to the Super Bowl? They they run through the Patriots in Gillette Stadium. Can I give you poetic justice? You know where the Super Bowl is this year? Miami. Tannehill going back oh in there. Oh, my God. What a storyline. Remember the Titans. Right? What a, what a fucking storyline. The dude goes in there to play a Super Bowl. And in, in the building of the organization, that was like, Nah, we're gonna draft some unknown from college because you know obviously there's there's big prospects in there and they have Josh Rosen and they have Fitzpatrick and whatnot. But it's like you don't know what these guys are gonna be coming out of college. And like yo, you see like and I've always been a Tannehill guy. Yeah. I always thought he was severely underappreciated, underrated. And I just I just wanted he just needed a chance. You know, like he didn't play that year that they made the playoffs in 2017. He had gotten the concussion. And that's yeah. when like Matt Moore came in. So these are also his first two starts in the playoffs ever. What do you think Marcus Mariota's thinking right now? He's probably thinking like, yo, I think my days of being a starter are done. Done. And I think like if you're a team, I think best case scenario if you're Mariota, you go to a team like <clears throat> you go to a team like Seattle. You go to a team yeah. like the Niners. You go to a team that has a no question, mm-hmm. no doubt about it, franchise quarterback, and you're just a backup. Where in the event that, you know, Jimmy G, knock on wood, I don't wish injury on no player, gets a concussion and he has to miss a week, it's like, yo, you know what? Mariota's not terrible for two, three weeks. Confident. Yeah. Like, if he's going to be your starter for a whole year, you see that your season is capped. And that's just how I feel about Mariota. And that's why a lot of people were saying in the beginning of the year, and I actually picked the Titans to win their division. Yeah. And one of the reasons why was I was like, yo, they bring in Tannehill and, you know, they gave him a good amount of money. Tannehill is on that on my favorite scenario for an athlete where it's like that bet on yourself kind of deal. Yeah. Where it's like he's going to be a free agent. Revis did it for how many years? Yeah. He's going to be a free agent. You see it in baseball all the time where dudes are like in that contract year and they hit like 40 home runs and then they get paid. Dak. Yeah. Dak Prescott, too. Wow. Perfect example. Yeah. that, That one hits close to home for you. And then. 
Oh wow, it just popped is, up on baby. the screen too. That's crazy, dude. Yo, you ever have that shit happen where like you're thinking about something and then it pops up, or like, or you're thinking about something and you read it while you're thinking about it, like an it's crazy. Or like the ads when the ads pop up on. Dude, I was DMing some girl and uh, we were talking about something and it popped up on my ads. How crazy is that? Like in our DMs, we were talking. I forget what it was, like life health, life fitness, or something like that. A gym, and it popped up on my like scroll of like ads and stuff. Like it's ridiculous. They're listening. They're yeah, listening. right. Yeah, yo, it's, it's crazy. The algorithms. They're reading everything. They're reading your emails. They're reading your text messages. They're reading. They're listening to your conversations, even though they say they aren't. Hundred percent. Yo, I uh, I looked up something on Amazon, and then. I went to like ESPN and on the side, like the ads had the products I was like looking at. That's common, dude. Well, that's common. Right. What gets right, right. crazy is when you start thinking about stuff that you don't even Google. Yeah. Like just in your mind and it pops up. up. Yo, yesterday I'm at the bar and uh, I'm with a plus one and I'm telling her about like, you know, some of the sponsors that I have for the show and whatnot. And I start telling her about Manscaped. Now, this isn't a Manscaped read, but. If you guys know the promo code, you know the promo code. But, dude, immediately after I tell her that, commercial on TV is Manscaped. Yeah. I'm like, yo, yeah. right there. Look. Yeah, that's straight up. It's crazy, son. It's so freaky. I was listening to someone talk about the uh, terms of usage and, like, uh, of, like, the Instagram terms of usage. And essentially, it connects to, like, someone was saying how it connects to your Wi-Fi network. And your Wi-Fi network is connected to, like, the service provider the service provider has inventory of all the channels you're watching. The channels you're watching have a bunch of uh, a database of all the commercials that you're watching during the channels that you're watching on TV. And those uh, certain people watch certain channels so they know who you are exactly, what times you're watching and all that stuff. There is a market in appealing to your consumers, appealing to the people you want to advertise towards. That's why what, what pisses me off about Instagram and Facebook is my data is so valuable. And I'm giving it away for free. I don't know how much my data is worth. And here I am signing away, checking away that I agree to stuff. And you're selling the information I'm providing you for free. Mm. For what? So you can provide me with a service to look at girls in bikinis all day. You know what I mean? If it was up to me, let me pay $5 a month for Instagram. So you don't sell my information. And I'm all about that. But it's never going to happen because they make so much money off ads. Yeah. And it's... It gets to the point where it's like unhealthy in a way, you know, like constantly, constantly being fed all this information, being targeted, and it's, it's exhausting. So you need to, I, I told you like when I was in law school, I just shut off my Instagram. I was gone for like two years. Then I came back when I was studying for the bar exam. Which you just passed, by the way, too, right? I did. Got sworn in. Yeah, congrats. Full-fledged attorney now. And yeah. uh, So, dude, long- what was that like, though, like going through law school? <sighs> Because I, I know my buddy Eric's going through that now, and, and maybe if someone's listening, like, maybe they have someone that wants to be a lawyer, and, like, maybe they're upset, like, yo, I don't get to hang out with my with my girl anymore, or I don't see my boys anymore. Tell, tell the people about, like, what the journey of going through law school is like, too, because I think that's, that, you want to talk about a grind, bro. Yeah. Like, because you, you, you dead-ass ghosted everyone. Yeah. And I remember, yo... <laughs> Zach, Zach, a couple of weeks ago, we were supposed to do a pod uh, that one Monday when there wasn't a pod. If you guys want to send them hate tweets, make sure you do it when he gives out his handle and whatnot. 
but he got sick and we were playing in that podcast for like a couple of weeks yeah and then also like we've also been planning to like hang out you're like yo bro after like december 12th or whatever it 16th. was 16th after that like yo let's link up we got to because and you said like you've just been go so what, what's that like going through law school son so what it was is i just finished my legal masters i got two law degrees because one wasn't oh okay chill out big shot that's why you could be my agent bro yeah got my legal masters <laughs> in bankruptcy so i specialized in that stuff and then i got my normal jd for law but so it's 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 a struggle anyone who wants to go to law school or is thinking about going to law school i love giving out like advice and stuff like that so hit me up uh instagram lotos law 88 88 for des let's go uh, throw the x up baby man. he caught it he, he caught it, he caught <laughs> it. anyway so you got to go into it with the mentality that, listen, this is a full-time job. I went in like my first week. It was like an intro to law. I was terrified because I go into class and like my dad's a lawyer, but I don't know like legal terms. I was in class and there was like 29-year-old kids in my first year intro to law class who like were paralegals for five, six, seven years before they even came to law school. And it was extremely intimidating. And then I was reading like 100 pages my first night, like a 100-page assignment that you got to go into class the next day and the teacher cold calls you in front of the entire class where there's 100 students in the class and puts you on blast if you don't know like a sentence in the what's called. And essentially what they want to do is first year they scare you, second year they work you to death, third year they bore you to death. That's the way it goes. And uh, I was talking to my dad and my dad goes, it's a 36-month prison sentence like from the first week. So that's the mentality I went into it with is, all right, I have Sundays, I'll give myself half a day to watch the Cowboys and then back to work. And I do that for 36 months and I have summers off. And uh, it's a grind. I would go in, uh, do like a 8 to 10 p.m., 8 a.m., 10 p.m. every single day, nonstop, over and over and over. Success is the little things you do day in and day out. Mm -hmm. And you know that better than anyone, like you're constantly grinding and it does, it's not just law school. Like, if you want something, like, what are you willing to give up for it? How there, bad do you want it? Yeah, yeah. There's, you know, you know and, and going back to Nick Zab, we were kind of talking about, like, the cliches and, and, you know, like, those sayings that you see on Instagram. Like, they're all true in the end of the day. But you're right on, like, the exchange. There, there has to be an exchange, right? Like, I can't. I want to lose weight. I want to be have a nice body for the summer. I can't be pounding no. six packs every night. I just can't. Yeah. I have to exchange something. I have to go to the bar and drink water sometimes or have a salad and get laughed at by my friends but that's just the exchange that you got to do and and like for you with law school or even me like i get i get made fun of a lot by friends uh my parents too are like dude you're you're fucking 28 go out yeah it's like yeah but i have to stay home on this night it's uh, just so it's a part of the journey it's a part of the exchange of what i have to sacrifice to get to where i want to get to i was actually telling this girl this last night in the cab ride home from houston hall so she was like well i we need to, i'd be serious with you and all that stuff and we'd go we'd move forward and all that so i was like listen i don't know how else to explain this to you but this is the way i see stuff i don't want to be in a relationship because x and this is what i'll tell you we were talking about girlfriends before and how we mm -hmm. don't have time being we're t i'm 25 you're 26 right 28 really yeah damn bro, i thought you were 26 yeah i just saw my age too it shows how much you care about yeah me. <laughs> so 28 yeah so we don't have time yeah like my dad sat me down like two years ago and he goes you're, you're 23 he goes you have 10 years why do I have 10 years? Because when you start getting into relationships, what do you have now? You have a girlfriend. You're going to move in with your girlfriend. Now you guys are going to split the rent. 
you're splitting rent. You can't afford to take risk now and invest in a company that's going to make you X ROI because you got a girlfriend who you need to provide for. She's going to provide to you. You guys are a partnership. Now you marry her. Now everything's joint. Now you guys decide to have kids. You have two kids. Now you got two kids that you got to worry about that you want to put through college. You can't afford to take certain risks that you would be able to do if you were single, if you weren't running without a parachute. And we have 10 years, a 10-year window before all that stuff becomes reality. So you got to maximize on that opportunity now. The time is now. The time's not, oh, I'll do it. I'll do it next month. No, no, you're inspired. You grab that book. You go on YouTube, how to. You do that shit now because you don't, you're not going to be afforded that opportunity. And when people get themselves into relationships, I look at it from a different perspective. People don't look at it as a liability. And I look at it as a liability, and it's not a bad thing. Good companies have liabilities. You need liabilities to run a successful business, obviously. But I can't afford to take on certain responsibilities right now because I need to focus on myself. You need to focus on yourself. Running this podcast, running your business, it's a baby. You got to provide for this Mm. day in and day out. You don't have time to worry about, oh, let's go out to dinner. I can't, babe. I got to work. And then you got to deal with the complaints and then you got to spend money on the dinners. And okay, even if you split it, that's a hundred dollars. If you, you go a hundred, she goes a hundred, that's a hundred dollars. You wouldn't have to go out of pocket. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? And it's a cheap way to look at it, but it's all about risk and risk tolerance. And in order to make money, you got to take risks in order to be successful. You got to take risks. That's why startups are so successful. They make you so much money because you're accountable. You're putting your name on the line. You're taking on all the risks. That's why you get all the rewards. People complain that, hey, um, my boss makes more money than me, but I do more work. Yeah, great. But at the end of the day, your boss's name's on the line. You have the security of a monthly salary, a weekly right. salary. Like, like that's God forbid com- something happens, he'll be the fall guy. He'll He's be, the fall guy, right. not he or you. She, yeah. And it goes back to what we just said. It's a trade-off. Mm. Everything's a trade-off. You want to go out? Great. You're not focusing on who you want to be. I always say, I, I don't have kids yet, but I do everything for my kids. Like I was given a certain standard of living. Like my dad provided for me, put a roof over my head, took me to Greece in the summers. Like if I don't give that to my kids, like I have no excuse. You know, like my grandfather came here from Greece, drove a cab and painted bridges. Right. With, didn't even know the language. What's my excuse? Yeah, yeah. It's too hard. I don't know. You know? And I don't, that's how I look at it. And sometimes people say, oh, it's because you want to go out and you want to date a bunch of girls and you want to party. Not necessarily. It's, I don't, I want to be autonomous. I want to make my own decisions without having to answer to anyone else because at the end of the day, you're not going to be there for me if I mess up. You know, like your significant other would probably be the first one to leave you if shit hit the fan sometimes unless you got a yeah. real ride or die but yeah if Which is, unless well, she blows my socks off and it's like wow i need to lock this girl up right now no thank you yeah i th- I think you're right though on the trade-off man that's just that's just how it is with anything though you know like you have to put the time and you have to put the sacrifices in i mean to pull the curtain back a little bit i've said this story many times where you know for three and a half years um I didn't see a dime from, there was no initial ROI. There no was one no, understands that. Yeah, there was no, because, you know, everyone sees the finished product, mm-hmm. right? And and first of all, this is still a, a mural that's getting painted, right? It's far from being completed, Yeah. right? This is a book that's continuing to be written. 
um, as my heart has just stopped because the Seahawks are going for two, and we have what the minus. I, what did I tell you before? We have the minus. Yeah, Russell, Russell Wilson, Wilson never Wilson count him out, man. The fear of God Oof. in my heart, and he got sacked. Oh. Oh, fully erect right now. If you want to move Still away, not from over me, though. No, I know, I know. But yo, Russell Wilson and Deshaun Watson, and I'll get back to what I was just saying. The two athletes in football, or well, the two players in football, that when I have a ticket against them, put the fear of the football gods inside me. I'm like, oh my god, they're gonna backdoor me. They're gonna keep this shit close, and it just—it's nice that it's a five-point game now. But yeah. back to what I was saying, you know. Three and a half years of no ROI. It's like you have to have a vision. You have to have goals. You have to realize that, like, dude, it's so, it's just like with cops, right? Like, cops, the initial wave, like, they're making crap money. And then eventually after seven years, after eight years, you hit that, like, the high-end salaries. Or even, like, dude, doctors, they do, like, 10 years of medical school, right? Yeah. It's, it's not until they're, like, 33, 34 where they start, like, you know, if you be a surgeon and shit. And, like, like you said, law, like, until... You get to a point where, like, you have people paying you retainers for whatnot, which, you know, everyone knows my uh, my issues. It would have been nice if you were a fucking lawyer, but a little <laughs> earlier, save me some money. I'm here now, man. That's there all that matters. A Agent, Agent Lottos. But, you know, it's 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 that trade-off. It's that, it's that sacrifice. It's the idea of I need to give up something. And for me now, it's like my social life. You know, like, don't get me wrong. I'm leaving for Miami this weekend. I'm going to have a great time. But it's like the idea of... Everything for me now, like my my lane is I figured out what my lane is. I figured out what I'm good in. Mm -hmm. And that's most important. I see that this stuff is working, too, because you need that validation along the line. Right. Like you need it's the you feedback. Need that, loop. Yeah. You need the. All right. I have a consistent audience, which shout out to everyone that listens. Like the numbers are going up and up every time. Shout right? out. And it's just like, all right, this stuff is working. People are listening. People are supporting. People are going and following. Or people are tweeting when I ask them to tweet. Or, yeah. you know, go write a rate and review on iTunes. People go do that. Or, you know, go and check out the Patreon. You see the engagement. And then, like, the opportunities open up along the way where it's validating. Where you see the idea of, you know, that exchange. You're getting something back. Like, I work with Chat Sports. We partnered up with Blue Wire. It's like... This stuff is working. That's what keeps you going. Exactly. That's yeah. what keeps you going. And you need to have that light at the end of the tunnel. Like for me, when I was studying for the bar exam, like I went full psycho mode. I was monitoring my phone usage. I was on it 22 minutes a day. Like I got a flip phone that I was using and my iPhone I only use for my podcast and the 22 minutes were the eight minutes to my apartment when I was driving from here to my apartment or here to the library and the eight minutes back or whatever it was. And you just need, because no one's paying you for that time. What's going to pay you is the dividends down the line. Right. And you see that, and and I respect what you do, tremendous amounts because to wake up every single day and have to provide for yourself, it's content for myself. If you don't work, no one's working for you. You know. It's I got that. I got that. You know, and I hate to cut you off, like how you said about your grandfather, how he came from Greece and he's painted bridges and he's working a cab. Like my pops came from Greece. Uh, you know, probably got sold the same message your grandfather got sold. Like, oh, like all these big pillars in America and all the, you know, the American dream. And it's like, yeah, yeah my pops was a mechanic in Greece and he was a really good mechanic. Turns out that the guy that he used to be a partner with ended up being like the biggest mechanic in Athens now. But yeah. my dad came to the States to like start up his own mechanic shop. And 
you know, people were like, yeah, you're going to need like $20,000 to like put that. He's like, dude, I have no money. I just, yeah. So he started selling donuts on the streets and I got, I got my work ethic through my pops. How That's it. it's like, yo, I literally, I'm a food vendor, right? That's like my quote unquote nine to five job. And I, I've coined that the dream supplier where it's like that affords me like the luxury that. to do what I'm doing now because yep. I have a fallback. I have a plan B. But I wouldn't call it a plan B because that's a main priority of mine, too. But I have a foundation where, all right, I'm not going to live on the streets. Right. Right. Like this might take another four and a half years. Like this is, four and a, this is the four and a half year anniversary. I guess we could say that I've been doing veterans minimum where I've been doing podcasts in general. And it's like, all right, it might take another four and a half years. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? Like you hear about all these people where like, you know, Joe Rogan didn't start doing comedy. Like, did it really, like, blow up and get caught until you was 32? Mm -hmm. So, like, when I look at someone like that, a hero of mine, an inspiration of mine, it's like, wow, I still have three years to get to where he was starting. Morgan Friedman, like, 55 is when he f got his first acting gig. 55. You got to grind. Yeah. And it's relentless. You got to have the gut for it. And there's few uh, few people in the world who have the gut for it. So so when I, when I, when I call that the dream supply, right? It's like, dude, we're self-employed, right? If I don't, if I don't work, I don't eat. Mm -hmm. Like I can't take off. I could take off if I want, cause we don't have a boss. Like me and my pops, if we want to be like, yo, you know what? All of February, not working. You know yeah. what's going to happen? We're going to get fucked uh -huh. because who's going to pay for everything. That's it. You know? So it's like, you get that work ethic from people that you look up to and people that have showed you the ropes. And that's what it comes down to, man. It's consistency. I also think one thing that we left out is discipline. You got it. Cause it's hard. It's very tempting when someone hits you up and you're like, damn, you know, I've been trying to hang out with this person, whoever it might be for a long time. I'm yeah. trying to catch up with my friend or this girl I've been crushing on since I was in high school. Just hit me up. It's like, yo, you have to be disciplined. And that's the trade off, but not yeah. having a girlfriend. Like I said, not having that significant other who's going to keep you disciplined, who's going to tie you down and stuff like that. But, it's a trade-off. Every single thing in life is a trade-off. And I learned that. I was a waiter for seven years. and Dude, I, I say this all the time. You should work in the food industry. 100%. 100%. My son, I don't care if I'm worth a trillion dollars. My son's going to go be a busboy, yes, dessert boy, yes. food runner, yeah, bar back, bartender, gonna, yo, waiter. Dude, I worked as a I was a pizza delivery boy for two years when I would get a $5 tip. Oh, thank you like, so oh much. Oh, my God. You thank want to so tug also? Yeah, yeah man. Like... Because then you would go and you would deliver pizza to some people and they'd give you a dollar. And it's like, yo, I just traveled like uh -huh. two miles, which is a lot for a pizzeria. Yeah. Right? I went out of my way, out Your of gas my zone, is two dollars. You know, and it's like, oh my God, I just got a dollar, yo. Or like, but then it's like, you know, you go and you deliver to someone and it was like, for me, always, I'm like, $5 tip is like the Super Bowl. Like, that's like I, great. You know what I'm saying? But I, I couldn't agree with you more, man. I think you should. You know, while you're in college, like, go be a waiter. Go be a busboy. Nothing's below you. Nothing. If you're in college, if you're like a 19, 18, 17-year-old kid and you're listening to this right now, nothing is below you. Yeah. The, I, the worst thing you could do is look down upon a job, someone else, and say, I'm not someone's bitch. I'm not going to go work for someone because it's a lesson. My dad, I wanted to get a car in high school. My dad goes, you want the car? You're going to go pay for it. And Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, all my friends senior year were out partying and stuff like that. I was going, I was picking up plates as a busboy. I was food running, desserts, bar, bar back, bartender, waiter. That's how I worked it up. I worked four years in Long Island at Mateo's. And then I worked another two and a half years out in La Parma in Port Washington. And best decision my dad's ever made in his life is forcing me to work. Because eventually you get to a point where you're like, I need to work. Yeah. As a 19, 20-year-old kid, you're like, I, I need to keep this income coming in because 
Now I got obligation. I got to pay for gas. I got to pay for insurance. I got to pay for a car. Got to pay for these parlays that get busted. And it's wired. <laughs> yeah. And it's wired into your brain. And you just develop a work ethic that's just stronger than the average person's. And you can't raise your kid with a silver spoon in his mouth. That's it. There, it just you develop these soft skills. That's what it is. Mm. Soft skills, the ability to communicate, the ability to it's emotional intelligence that you know what someone wants, how they want it, and you do it for compensation. And now I sound like an escort. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's let's get back a little bit. We haven't touched much on the Titans and people. Yeah, these, your, your subscribers are listening yeah, for, yeah. for sports. And yeah, they're probably no, they're probably losing their minds. Like, yo, you guys kind of breeze through the Titans. Titans beat the shit out of the Ravens. Let's not like put it lightly. They uh, Derek embarrassed Henry. them, mopped the floor with yeah. them. Lamar Jackson flop yeah. bust. Nah, nah. <laughs> No, I think I think he's getting a lot of heat, and he's gonna. It's gonna be a rough eight months for him now, and all the people that are the the you know the like the Bill Polians of the every, world uh, today. Every is is Lamar Jackson overrated? Yeah, yeah, and, and you knew that was gonna yeah. come. You knew that was gonna come, but I don't think I don't think that's the case. Like this dude had a fantastic sixteen game. I think it was Kurt Warner came out and tweeted like, "Man, we're so hard on these dudes." Like Lamar Jackson was great for sixteen games. Didn't then, Bill Polian say he should be a wide receiver? Yeah, it was him and Booger McFarlane, which is another pet peeve of mine. They were the only two sports pundits that came out and said he should be a wide receiver. Did he apologize? No, Bill, no, Bill did. No, no, Booger did. Oh, You know Bill Polian didn't vote for him for All-Pro? And, like, he left them off his ballot. Like, uh, completely off his ballot. Because you could give you give three All-Pro votes. just being butthurt. No yeah, reason. that's just like being you're an like, adult, man. Just that that's just being like up. you you're don't wrong. have the pride to just be like, yo, I took an L. And that's something I've always prided myself I on. I said it. Like, I said Lamar Jackson's not gonna work. He got a six on his Wonderlick. Not not even that. Like he he also he also Yeah, but there is a metric where it's like it's like for the quarterback, like you look at the, the ones that have been bust in the past, it's like they don't score well well on the Wonderlick, and then like the ones that have scored well, like they end up having promising careers. Yeah. But not even not even that. It's also like you know, I thought that he couldn't throw, and I was clearly proven wrong. But he couldn't last year. He said the reason he he learned over uh, off season because he there was bigger football that he was throwing with that the and college ball like, small. I also think that it was something that was very important, and I've also mentioned this countless times. How like yo, he took a team over that was built for Joe Flacco. Yeah. So like this whole off season, they built a team around Lamar Jackson, which I think is a, a big credit to the Ravens. Well, Pat Mahomes, uh, I was I was reading up that Pat Mahomes, or maybe they said it during the game that Pat Mahomes was watching uh, Alex Smith film last year. Like he was working on a team for Alex Smith. He wasn't working on a team for Al, uh, Pat Mahomes. And um, it's the off season's important, the, yeah. especially for like a rookie quarterback. The game moves extremely fast. And obviously, I'm sitting here telling you the game moves fast. I don't even play in the NFL. Yeah, yeah. But you you just realize that college ever like not every athlete is the best player on the field. You know, you're playing like East Carolina. And now in the NFL, everyone's yeah. an all-star athlete. Yeah, and uh, and also like you know, the last thing I want to say about the Titans, dude. You heard about Mike Rabel? What he said in the offseason about his girl or his wife? He cut his uh, dick off. For they a asked Super Bowl? him if he would trade his cock for a Super Bowl ring, and he's Get like, "Out of here." He's like, "Yeah, never. No dick, no hope, man." You gotta have that, but dude, how do you? <laughs> that needs to be. We need to. We need. We need these quotes before the fact, so that maybe we could hit that plus four twenty money line. 
Yeah. Because how do you bet against a guy that's willing to <laughs> chop his dick off? He's putting it all on the line, man. That is putting it all on what the line. What did he say? He was married for 20 years, so he doesn't yeah, need he's it. he's like, yeah, I don't need it no more. So, yo, what do you what do you think of that? A little early prediction. We got we got Chiefs-Titans. This game's still going underway. Probably by the time we, we finish up, we'll know who the who's going to play the Niners. But Chiefs-Titans, man, they, they played earlier this year. Yeah. You know, I don't want to give away too much, but just like... Do you feel like we got we didn't get what we needed to see, which was supposed to be Ravens and Chiefs? Yeah, we were robbed of that. Yeah, but honestly, the better the better football team won. If they played ten times, how many times do you think the Ravens win? Nine. They probably I'd probably say eight. They got away from the game plan yesterday. That's 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 what I think happened. Well, I think they were rusty. They were rusty. Went back to what I said: how they haven't played in three weeks, but also like yo, it's it's a completely different ball game. I loved Andrew Luck, and one of the reasons why I loved Andrew Luck is I saw this guy put his team in 17-0 holes, but also dig himself out of 17-0 holes mm-hmm. like no other quarterback. Mm-hmm. And I think it's completely different when like a team like Baltimore, who they want to establish a run, mm-hmm. and they've been playing with a lead all year. When you're down 14 nothing, it's like, all right, yo, Lamar, show me. Show me some, and it's easier for a team to defend you. Then you know it's like because yeah. all that all that fake shit, like that's not gonna work now. Because I know you gotta throw third and eight when you're running a, a inside draw and you're pulling it back. It's like yeah, we're we're staying. We're not falling for that. Exactly. So that's the thing. You were like, playing a disciplined football team. You saw like what Pat Mahomes, what he did today, man. I think was super impressive because like he's down twenty four, and they know that they can't run. And what did they do? They didn't. They're like yo. He and I and I know the Texans aren't the Legion of Boom. They're not a great defense, but the fact that they had to throw that much and come from behind, they're an NFL defense. Yeah, they're a playoff defense. Yeah, Pat Mahomes is special, special. But I'm also not going to sit here and act like he doesn't have Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey. Oh, he has Sammy a Watkins of weapons, the Lizard. Yeah, King. and he also has he also has a hell of a coach pulling the strings. Yeah, you know Andy Reid's. But that's another guy left left the Eagles. That's what I see from Mike McCarthy. Oh, and then has like yeah, dude, he's been in Kansas City for a he's been really there for a long minute. time. He's now. been there for a minute. Yeah, yeah, like you what, know, seven seasons, six seasons, just about. Yeah, just about. And he finally has the a, a, like he's never had a quarterback like Pat Mahomes. You know, no disrespect, McNabb, but I think Pat Mahomes it's completely different. Like McNabb never won an MVP. And like Mahomes has shown you his ceiling. Only two other players have he's ever. He's gonna done sign that. a blank check this season. Like two hundred oh, yeah. million dollars. The report came out that he's gonna sign a, a mammoth contract. It's like, yeah. But I'm not a fan of that because you cripple the entire team. Oh, we think we were gonna talk about that with Dak before. What do I think Dak should should make? I don't know. I don't like the massive contracts in the salary cap that just cripples your entire offense, your ability to add players. Like if you're a quarterback, I get it. Who am I to sit here and tell you how much you should be paid? You know, like obviously, I'd 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 negotiate for the thirty million dollars a year if I was him. But you gotta have the wherewithal to be like, you know what? I'm not gonna be able to add a wide receiver. I'm not gonna be able to add that linebacker. That's he's not gonna be the stud, but he's gonna be that role player that we that the team needs. You know, I I don't know. He's gonna sign a massive contract. He is, he is. And you know what? I think I think he deserves it. Now it it it's different because does he deserve it? Yeah. Would I be happy if he got it? If I was a Chiefs fan, I, I'd be pissed. Oh, I'm talking about Dak. Oh, yeah. for, for for Mahomes, I think it's it's a no-brainer. I do it, and I deal with the consequences. Really? Because I think the level of talent is significant. Yeah, it's significant, but 
it like I said, it's going to cripple the offense. Of course, it's going to cripple the whole team because then you can't re-sign a Chris Jones. Yes, right. Well, you can't yeah. re-sign. Uh, shit. After today, I would give that guy Sorensen a blank check. That dude was yeah. fucking. The yo, you always have those random playoff dudes that mm-hmm. like just make a name for themselves. And that guy, and I know he's been with the Chiefs for a little bit, but that guy, you know, like he forced the turnover um, on the kick return. Super underrated play when the Texans run that fake. Mm-hmm. He makes that tackle like open field. Like yeah. that's like a 25 yard game. And yeah. if he doesn't make that tackle, that was a super great play. But I think with Dak, bro, like I would have paid him over Zeke. I so I wouldn't have paid Zeke. I wouldn't have I listen, I, as Hit someone who as someone who has Saquon Barkley and you know, both You're of gonna us You're going to cough who, up for Saquon. What's up? You guys are going to cough up for Saquon. Yeah, they probably are. But here's the thing. Daniel Jones, if he does become the heir apparent, which I think he will be, he won't be due for a contract for four years. So it works out. So, like, it overlaps. We're like, you know what? I could break the bank and pay Saquon what he wants for those first two years, and then maybe you could do it where it's, like, front-loaded, right? Where, like, those first two years of Saquon's deal, it's, like, $40 million guaranteed all yep. up front, and then it's a less salary cap on the back end. But I think with Zeke, I think he – Literally took advantage of Jerry Jones being delusional. No, I don't. I don't think so. I think he took advantage of Jerry Jones remembering Joseph Randall, remembering the year after Demarco Murray left, where we said anyone could run behind that offensive mm. line. And who do we have back there? It was like him jo- and Alfred Morris. Him, Alfred Morris, and McFadden. then we got Darren McFadden. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Darren McFadden, who allegedly was on was on Reddit the other day. Someone said McFadden was on pace for like sixteen hundred yards, but he was running at like four yards a clip, and he was killing it. He was doing well. He was doing well, and then he got hurt, whatever. He had a 1,000-yard season behind that offensive line. But not everyone can run behind that offensive line. Not everyone can do what Zeke does. Zeke does the little things like pick up blitzes. Yeah, yeah, He's one of the best. He is the best pass-blocking block, uh, pass pass back, back in the NFL. Yeah. And uh, I wouldn't have paid him, though. I still wouldn't have paid him because you don't spend money on running backs. Yeah, I... I mean, th- this is horrible that I'm agreeing with you, and I, c- I can't even play devil's advocate, man, because I-, I-, I agree with you. It's so short-term. It's so short-term, but you see it how many times? Alvin Kamara, third round. David Johnson, third round. I know that dude fell off a cliff. I don't know what's going on in Arizona. I had him on fantasy. Yeah, a lot of people got burned by him. You know, Nick Chubb, second round. Uh, Le'Veon Bell, second round. Like, you can get Nick Chubb. Yeah, I said Nick Chubb, second round. But, like, you can find guys that could be Bell Cal running backs in the second, third, fourth rounds, and they could be like Derrick Henry this year. Yeah. What was he like a fourth rounder, fifth rounder? No, but I'm saying like in the NFL. In the draft, actual like NFL yeah, draft. Yeah, uh, yeah, was, yeah. Yeah, I think Derrick Henry was a second round pick. I'd have to check that. But it's like, you know, you can find running backs later on. And you know, you don't think the Rams regret the Tony Todd Bullard. Gurley? Yeah. Tony Bullard. But he's not Tony TP's not Zeke. Right. He's not Zeke. Zeke wears down the the defense right. throughout the game, and they don't make backs like that. But those backs don't last the entire duration of the contract. They're gone after their rookie deal's done, which I think the uh, players' association should rework. Like running backs should get paid. They should be compensated differently than any other player. That I agree with you too. Because here's the thing, I I feel Melvin Gordon. Yeah, I I agree with him. Oh my God, Adams, God Almighty, third and eight. Rogers, big dick. Congo. Hmm. You know Congo, the country of Congo? We say Congo a lot. Because they got anacondas? On uh, uh, on like the like world index 
apparently per dick size they really? have the biggest in the world yeah congo interesting shout out to the congo so we'll say like congo like yo rogers had a that was a congo throw like yo big dick I like this. i'm getting in with the with the loop with yeah the yeah you know the col- i told you the about, colloquialisms of the I, podcast. i told you I, i'm not gonna even attempt to pronounce that but you, <laughs> i've told you the thing about the great girl theory great girl mvp mm-hmm. great girl that's it you just say great girl that's it, it. you can't get in trouble uh-huh right you know like oh that girl over there great girl and that's it noted that's it. Can't get in trouble. PC world, man. You got to be careful. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Telling me. So, yo, back to the running backs, and we'll end with this. Um, Melvin Gordon, I feel him, bro. Like, Melvin Gordon, he held out because, like, they're running him into the ground. They're getting they're getting his best years. And then what do they do? They're like, all right, man, peace. What did what did they do to Later. Le'Veon Bell? Yep. They ran him to 400, yard, 400 carries, 400 touches a year. And then he's like, yo, bro, I want a contract. I want some job security. Nah, we're going to franchise yep. you. Like The boys right. did it with DeMarco Murray. Yeah. 400 touches one year. Yeah, led the league in rushing, yeah. offensive player of the year. And then they're like, peace. Peace. Go fully. Later. 45 million you, guaranteed. You break your back for us and deuces. I agree. I agree. I think these players are getting skinned alive, especially in the NFL. Mm-hmm. The, the running back position is so short term, and these guys are old at 30. Yeah. Old at 30. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. It makes no sense, and you, most the worst of all is the NCAA, how they treat their athletes. But it's a, it's a fickle mistress, man. Because well, that's that's changing too, man. Yeah, because that just got California ball, yeah. came in, and you know we were talking about that with sports betting. How like you need that big, you need that big state yeah. to come in and be like, yo, it's gonna be legalized in California, in yeah. New York, in Florida, right? You need that, and like you know, not to get into politics, but like I compared it to how like in, in politics when it's like an election, a presidential election, mm-hmm. you always hear that buzzword of like, oh, this is a swing state. Yeah. It's like those those five, six states that really have the sauce, right? Like some states, they have the juice, but some states, they got the sauce and it kind of, it becomes a domino effect around the whole country. Like New Jersey was big, dude. Yeah. New Jersey doing what they did last year, they passed that. Huge. Then you saw Oh, everyone wants in, bro. There, you know, New Jersey brings in more money per month than Vegas does. Wow, on sports betting. Well, I know. I think the 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 most profitable slot machine in the world is in Jersey. So penny slots. Yeah, you, you ever realize when you go to a casino and they send you vouchers, it's like only applies for penny slots. It's because they have such a big ROI. It's it's ridiculous. If you ever look at like the betting numbers for payouts, uh-huh. it's always like or or how much was spent on certain. Like you'll have baccarat, you'll have roulette, you'll have poker. The best game to play at a casino is poker. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's, it's a game of strategy, for, but yeah. not even that. It's not up for debate. The house is not involved at all. Yeah. If I sit at a players. poker table and yeah. I'm playing with you, your dad, and like six other random joes, yeah, I'm trying to take your money and your pops' money. Yeah. The the house doesn't get any. Just take a rake out of whatever. It. Yeah, off the tournaments mostly. Yeah, you know, like cash games. Obviously, the high level. But I'm talking about like the one twos, two fours. Mm-hmm. Like you tip the dealer after a big hand. Yeah, but when you play blackjack, I which take is you apparently for, the best, the best odds in the casino. Is it blackjack. is. Yeah, but also like with blackjack, it's like you're playing the dealer, who's the house. You know, so and roulette is probably the worst game you can play. That's yeah. you have no control over any outcome. Spin to spin. One doesn't. Have to do with the one before. Table has no memory. Yeah, and the table. Everyone, yo, no the memory. table's hot. the table's hot. The table's hidden black. Table. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bet red. Bet red. Yeah. Table doesn't give a it shit. It doesn't. Man. And and once one spin doesn't dictate the next one. Like yeah. there's no there's no correlation between the two. Mm-hmm. But 
All right, man. I always like to ask my guests this. Um, this is your first time doing a podcast, right? Yeah. How long do you think we've been going? I'd say we probably did about an hour 15. Wow, very accurate. Yeah. We're like at the 112. Yeah. Because I had my buddy Mustafa over one time, and uh, we were like an hour and 20 in. He's like, oh, we've been on for like 30 minutes. I'm like, no, nah, <laughs> hour 30. Nick Zab, too. He's like, oh, like 25 minutes. I was like, no, nah, bro. It's been... I it's guess been, they made you. They said that to make you feel better because time flies when you're having fun. I had a, I had a blast. No, no, I don't there. even think that. It's just that you know, a lot of times my my favorite thing about this, especially when I have like my boys on, mm-hmm. it's like you you don't realize how much you've been recording and it's like you're shooting the shit. We, don't forget, I build by the hour, so I have like an internal clock. Oh, gotcha. Okay, <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. So I'm sending you a bill after this. All right, I'm, I'm <laughs> definitely not going to answer it though. Uh, before we go, uh, I got to give a shout out to. $20 patrons, Roll Call Baby, Daniel Gibson, Derek Pleates, Bo Clore, Ryan Pisner. Happy birthday, fam. Happy birthday, bro. Bills Mafia. I know they let you down, but, you know, just jump through a table or do some wild shit while you're out there. Have some duffs, baby. You ever been to Buffalo? Um, No. Very like underrated that. town. Loved it. Spent mm-hmm. a lot of time up there for college. Uh, dope college town. Gets really fucking cold in the winter. Yeah. Um. It's the home of uh, the Buffalo Wing. Oh, uh, the Chicken Wing. That's yeah. The anchor Bar. Um, I don't feel bad for him. They got a promising future. They do, yeah. And Cole Beasley's a, a, a great guy. I mean, he was the best wide receiver on the Cowboys all those years. Was he? <laughs> he was the one that lasted the longest. He did. Uh, where was I? Uh, Corey Johnson Hoops. Thank you. And Christopher Velasquez. And then you Supermax bastards. And I mean that with the utmost respect. Our $40 patrons, Nick Chavez, Chuck Page, and newest member, Bradley Preller. Thank you all for your monthly subscriptions. Make sure you guys are on the Patreon because we're putting up some polls. Nick, Chuck, and Bradley, I got to do a cameo video for you guys. So just don't ask me for nudes because I'm super hairy. And uh, I'll give you guys some shout outs. Zach, my guy, it was a pleasure. I enjoyed it. I hope they get some insight on like law stuff and also, you said how you like helping people and all that. Where to, where can they find you on uh, social media, man? Just Instagram, uh, Lotto's Law 88 I'll make sure that's pinned in the, in the tweets and in the posts and all that. And uh, is there anything else you want to plug, man? Anything you're working on in the future? Anything you got going on? I'm working on a little design company. Like you said, you got to have other means of income. I'm working on a little design company because I'm pretty entrepreneurial at heart. And uh, it's Little Planet Design. I was working on a startup linked up with a designer, and he's really good. So I've got some connections business-wise, and I'm um, just working on that going forward. There's no website. It'll be released in two weeks, but I guess if I pass this test and you'll have me on going forward in the future, I'll plug it then. No worries. Yeah, man, for sure. We'll definitely get on. I'm always looking for, for a Monday guest. Mondays is the more chill, kind of just shoot That's the shit me, bro. pods, little, you know what I'm saying? A little philosophy, a vast and varied topic of... uh of conversation yeah and man it. and I, I like getting people that are doing doing some shit too like like you said entrepreneurs and also like you know you're a fucking lawyer now slit say it again you know what i'm saying say it again fucking lawyer baby at the lamb shows where you can find me veterans minimum is everywhere uh little scheduling note the thursday episode will be up on wednesday uh alan and i will be recording on wednesday because your boy is going to the 305 this weekend Oof, 11. I deserve me a break. You deserve it, bro. You worked hard enough. You deserve it. I deserve a break. Even though if I want to make you feel bad, I, I saw Jerry Rice say today he didn't take a vacation for 10 years. Yeah. Oof. 
But you Listen, deserve I'm, it. I'm not. I'm not a five star athlete. You ate Jerry Rice. It's alright. Uh, you can be the Jerry Rice of podcasting. Though. There you go. There you go, guys. We'll catch you next time. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.